as you've probably heard by now, or you know, maybe you were in attendance for it, UCF really dropped an important game to Navy on Saturday. Hard to really excuse this one, and I'm not shocked that it was close. Navy wants to drag you down into the mud, and that's exactly what they did. That's what I thought they would do. That's why I had Navy plus 16 as a lock going into the weekend, but I figured UCF would be able to flex their talent in the fourth quarter and just escape with a victory. They were in position to do exactly that, and they failed. The score was 17-14, to 14, Navy lead heading into the fourth quarter, and that's how it would end. That was the final score, too. UCF failed to score for almost a quarter and a half at the end of this game. They had a shot at the end, fourth and four from the Navy, 43, down by three points. So that's all you need. Now, I mean, not expecting a UCF kicker to, to boot one in from there, but still, you, you keep making your way down the field, and you get yourself in position to, at the very least, send this game into overtime, incomplete pass, end of the game. And so now UCF's destiny isn't even close to in their control. We get to sit back. You know, we can play the pointing the finger game and all of that. Gus Malzahn tells the media after the game that John Rice Plumley wasn't healthy and that that's why he struggled. Well, my question is, then why the hell was he out there? If Plumley can't run, then he's not that good. Keene was, really wasn't much better, but he also wasn't, I'm, I'm assuming, taking reps throughout the course of the week, preparing to be the guy. So you put your team in a tough position there. And that's my issue with Gus Malzahn in general. He's so stubborn that he can't make the right call before the right call needs to be made. I mean, at the point that Mikey Keene's coming into the game, Navy already has you exactly where they want you. Their rush defense is the strength of that team. Their pass defense is suspect. The right quarterback going into that, injury or no injury, was the quarterback that could throw the ball better. Mikey Keene was that guy. He was that guy all along. But... Josh, this is where I fall on on Gus Malzahn and in general. This is Gus Ball. Like I just I saw this at Auburn. I'm seeing it here. You have these spike weeks where the team looks absolutely unstoppable, and then you've got these weeks where it just seems like they don't even get out of bed. That's what I saw when I watched him from afar. I'm seeing it here. And by no means am I saying that he should get fired. I'm just saying I'm losing confidence, and I already didn't have a ton of it. That's where I'm at. Yeah, right well, now. when it comes to UCF, right? I mean, Scott Frost, when he came in years ago, he kind of set this new standard that UCF hadn't been quite accustomed to. You know, with George O'Leary and Blake Bortles, they had that fun run. They made it yeah. against Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl. They won that, but that was like, you know, that big time year that they had. And even then, you know, they still lost South Carolina that year. You know, fast forward to the Scott Froster, they didn't lose in that one season. They beat Auburn and Gus Malzahn in the Peach Bowl, declared themselves national champions. And ever since that year, the expectation has just been to get back to that, right? It's been to get back to being perfect. And when you have those new level expectations, it's a tough act to follow. And Gus Malzahn, you know, albeit, you know, he has this up and down weeks. One of those things in college football in general that you just have to keep in mind is, that game, those you know, those hangover games, right? I mean, they had the big win against what was 17th-ranked Tulane, dropped 38 on them, and they had that nice win against Memphis the week prior. Now you fast-forward to this game. They kind of came in a little lackadaisical, a little tired, worn down from those matchups, not having a bye week to come in to prepare, and they just got beat. You know, they got flat-out outplayed. And, you know, I don't love the, you know, the usual cop-out, well, the guy's not healthy, you know. Yeah. You know, you can make that excuse for a number of players. If you're out there playing... It's not that a good excuse. Derek Jeter said that one time. I think that's a great quote. So I think when you look at this UCF team, 
you know, Gus Malzahn, you know, he's had his ups and downs since he's been at UCF, but I'll tell you he'll take him right now. Auburn would take him back in a heartbeat right now. <laughs> so true. I it think funny UCF how... should be pretty grateful for who they have right now at the helm. Auburn's wishing they probably hadn't let him go. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting perspective because it is... It is a good indication of how much worse things can get. But you're right. The expectation levels, uh, they have been risen. And I think one of the things I, I, that I, li- I know that I liked about Scott Frost, and I even think, though he had less charisma, Josh Heupel had some of this as well. There was, there was an innovative nature to what they wanted to do on offense, and I think some of that bled through to the program itself. Gus Malzahn feels like he came in like he already knew what was going on. He already knew what he was doing, and he has acclimated himself to UCF. But I still think when I see him, he is not the perfect fit for UCF. And so I, it, this is probably unfair, but for me, Gus Malzahn does have to be perfect in terms of at, at least at least close to it, at least close to what that expectation is, because I, I already thought going in, I'm not sure that this is the perfect fit for the future of UCF. It's just a big name. I think he'll do well in the transfer portal and all of those things. Um, But if he's not clicking on all cylinders, I fear that bringing in an older coach that's not quite innovative can set your program back when UCF's trajectory was at an all-time high coming off of Scott Frost and Josh Heupel. And so that's why when I see this sort of up-and-down stuff, I get a little uneasy about it. Yeah, I mean, I think also when it comes into UCF and you know the history, the recent history that they've had, they've also had some incredible quarterback play. Obviously, Mackenzie Milton before the horrific injury, and then even Dylan Gabriel had flashes where he played out of his mind. And yeah. I think another part of it is, I think UCF right now is kind of in this transition period from a talent standpoint. There might be have they have some young guys coming up here. They have to go out and continue to recruit. And I think right now they're just in search of that next quarterback, right? I mean, you have. JRP and you have Mikey Keen, right? But both guys, you look at UCF, even the fan base is like, you know, should we go with JRP? Should we go with Keen? And like they try to f- convince themselves that they like one over the other or qualities of one over the other. The reality is both of them are imperfect quarterbacks and the the standard of quarterback play at UCF has also risen. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean that and and you're probably right. No matter who the coach is, you have to have that superstar quarterback. We could argue until we're blue in the face over John Rice Plumley versus Mikey Keene. They're not superstars, either one of them. I like Keene a little bit better, but he's not McKenzie. He's not he's not Dylan Gabriel. So perhaps that is the next piece of the puzzle. Is Gus Malzahn still the right guy to get that piece? Or are we going to end up playing this do-si-do game year after year? 